Hello and welcome to Lauren.Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. Today's guest is my good friend, Kim Shoemaker. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. It's a rainy day here in Western Washington. What better activity than to record a podcast inside? Hang out. Yes. Yeah, good to hang out. Um, I was thinking of some topics that I wanted to cover and uh, it kind of inspired me to ask you because you have an amazing story and uh, I wanted to talk about um, attachment. Um, I think attachment plays a large role in our spirituality growth. Um, it, it can pretty much go into any sector, attachment to money, to a, uh, to your identity, wh- whether that's, you know, your physical identity or your career. Obviously I think many people may have experience. I know I do, uh, with relationships, romantic, especially, uh, or parental friendships. There's a lot of stuff with attachment. It can be positive, but generally speaking, um, attachment, too much attachment can be very, um, hindering to our growth. And we're going to talk about that in a couple areas of your life. And then also just, um, you know, we're, we're really trained in a way in society to, um, live a certain way, whether that's, you know, where you go to school, how you learn, how you function in society, how you work a nine to five, obviously, we live in a world where there is flexibility and things have changed. Um, people work from home now and, and have their own businesses. But generally speaking, there is an aspect to culture where you are kind of, um, I don't know, trained. I said that already, but you're trained to be a certain way. And um, we're going to talk about breaking out of those borders. I know that's really important to you in many facets of your life, where you live, your job. So um, those are the two main things that we're going to cover today. And before we get rolling, I want to do a quick intro on Kim. Uh, Like I said, she's a good friend of mine. We've actually known each other since high school and um, have a lot of memories together. Um, And we have a pretty close friendship. We kind of grew apart uh, just naturally with college and traveling, but uh, came back together. And I think you and I have actually shared some pretty cool, uh, you know, like memories in the last few years of our spiritual growth, which is really neat. Um, And... So Kim, you know, is from Western Washington, and uh, she began traveling after high school um, during college, and after she went down to San Diego, she traveled in Europe. I think you'll speak a little bit about that. There was a Turkey trip specifically, and then found her way into the Virgin Islands and actually lived there for four years, um, had a relationship with someone that we might, you know, kind of tap into a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> and... Uh, Also was bartending there and kind of trying to figure out what she wanted to do with her life. She wanted more, but she still wanted that freedom. Found her way back to the Seattle area, was bartending, bartending, hustling, and basically manifested and worked her butt off to land her dream job into in the interior uh, design world. So that is Kim's background. She has experience and education in the interior world and uh, design world. And I'm really excited to talk about that too, because you have just pretty much completed now. Uh, you're so, a little bit tapping into it, but completed a really neat job. So we're going to talk all about that stuff. So I'm going to stop yammering. I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Thank you so much again for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think we should just dive into your story. So start wherever you want, but um, let's let's just chat about kind of 
traveling and how that impacted you. I know that's still very important to your spirit. And then um, you can kind of dive into the relationships and career wherever you feel it fits. So, yeah. yeah. I guess the first word that comes to mind for me was just curiosity. Curiosity was something that kind of drove me to do my first my first trip. Mm-hmm. And that not knowing what that what that was going to lead to, what I was even getting myself into, but just kind of feeling like there's more out there in the world. And so at this time I was uh, going to school in San Diego and um, I, was, I nearly almost flunked out of, out of college because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was doing like a general communications major and uh, had always had a passion for interior design, but I was really intimidated by the idea of being in the creative world. Um, at the time, like something so simple, I couldn't, I couldn't draw that well, like fine art and I was like, who am I to, to think that I belong in the, you know, with the Michelangelo or something, <laughs> not knowing yeah. that there's, there's so much, there's so many different realms of creative expression. Um, luckily, I had the support of my parents and they said, you know, change your major, do interior design, go for what you want. And when I had done that, it it equaled another five years of college, wow. but I uh, ended up going to Turkey. I, I uh, went to an architecture school there. There was opportunity to go to, I think, like Australia or Ireland, and I remember looking at Turkey going, wow, what's there, you know? And just being curious to see, like, what would unfold if I were to have the courage to go do something wild, and uh, it wasn't easy at first. You know, it was a total Turkish-speaking school. Mm. I was the only American that's wow. gone there. Um, I was eating lunch with the teachers or with the cats that, you know. Stray cats. Like stray cats <laughs> that live in the cafeteria because, you know, it took a while for um, the Turkish students to come be comfortable speaking in English with me. But uh give it a few months and it just unfolded into the most beautiful life-changing experience I've ever had. Wow. That's really neat. I didn't realize you were the one of the only, you were the only English speaking student there. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, Very it cool. was. Uh, <laughs> that's neat. So how long were you in Turkey? Um, I ended up being there for a, for a full year. Okay. I did uh, two semesters there and then uh, backpacked around the country, which mm-hmm. that was also my first time with a backpack and you, were, you went alone I went alone so that's like a huge independent yeah. like adventure yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. I just remember like there was a few times in Turkey where I had I'm just like walking down a dirt road or I was walking in the the busy uh, street of Texim which is like where all the bars and restaurants are and just kind of like looking up at the sky and going like I am nobody you know, like I am just like a speck and just like the freedom that comes with that. I got completely addicted to. Yeah. Totally, totally addicted to. Wow. So I uh, went back, finished my degree and. You went back to San Diego? Yeah, I went back okay. to San Diego, finished my degree and then um, lived into that addiction for quite yeah. a while. Okay. So then you got your degree and then did you come back up to Seattle or did you head over to the islands? Um, I came back to Seattle 
briefly. Actually, briefly, it was just to pack up my things because I uh, I moved to Southeast Asia after that. Um, with that, I was kind of looking for something, you know, after, with interior design, I feel like the expectation is after school, you go work in a furniture store. You sell sofas, you sell lighting, um, you have an internship, and you just, you know, kind of work your way up into ultimately being a CAD monkey. They, in interior design, they do not teach you how to run your own business. They don't teach you the freedom and right. the expression with that. They, they teach you kind of how to work for someone else. And I didn't know how it was all going to work out, but I just felt this curiosity and this desire to find out what my point of view was and how I felt about the world. Like Turkey showed me that things are done much differently in other places that I said, you know, well, what's over there in that corner of the world? Mm-hmm. And what's over here? And so that was my, I didn't know, I didn't know how long I was going to be in Southeast Asia. I went there to teach English. So I taught in Thailand, Cambodia, and South Korea. And the purpose of that was get a little bit of everything. You get to uh, work with children, help the world. You get to live in different cultures and um, you get paid. So yeah. you, can, you can stay afloat <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> while doing all of yeah. these things. So wow. that's a really um, neat experience. Yeah, Korea ended up being a little different than I had expected. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. But um, I had a, it wasn't for me. The school and the setup wasn't for me. And so it was after that I knew I didn't want to go home yet. Mm. And so um, I had a friend that lived in the Virgin Islands and said, Want to consider coming here? Never had gone there before, but uh, it was a heck of a lot warmer than yeah. Korea. Beautiful waters. Mm-hmm. And so... Tropical. Yeah, I basically jumped on a plane and went straight to the islands. Okay. And which island were you on? I was in St. Thomas yeah. in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And that's kind of... I didn't know a lot about that, actually. The previous stuff that you ta- spoke about, I didn't know that you taught English. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> see, this is such a treat for me. And by the way, I forgot to say in the beginning, this is my first live in-person <laughs> podcast, which is super special. Yeah. If you've been watching my videos, uh, you know, it's usually either me or someone on Zoom. So this is really cool to have an in-person. It is. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning so much just with along with you guys about my dear friend. Um, so, okay. So you find yourself in the uh, Virgin Islands, mm-hmm. and um, you, you, uh, there's a relationship that we're going to chat about briefly, mm-hmm. um, respectfully. We won't mention names or anything, but uh, it does play a large role in your life. Mm. Um, did you meet him before, after, and then also like speak about you know what you were doing to uh, sustain your life there as far as like work? Okay. Uh, we had mutual friends. He's also from the Pacific Northwest, and so I had known of him and we had gone out for a drink and in that conversation basically learned that that same mutual friend had also invited him to St. Thomas. Mm, Wow. Okay. And so we said, Hey, well maybe we should live together. Yeah. And as the summer unfolded, as did a love romance. (laughs) So we moved there courageously as a couple. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, that that relationship lasted for seven years. Yeah, yeah, seven years, long time. Okay, so you were there, new relationship, new adventure. Yeah, you were working at a bar. Yeah, I was bartending at a beautiful, beautiful setting, right on the right on the beach. Cruise ships uh, coming in. So nice. <laughs> Just I worked as a Marriott Resort, so everyone's vacationers mm-hmm. there to have a good time. Um, I was making killer money. Okay active, very active lifestyle, being a bartender under the sun, you know, taking a swim or playing beach volleyball after my shifts. I drove a scooter and I'd lock it to a palm tree and just like (laughs) really living Mm -hmm. the dream, the dream and saving a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So it was a seasonal thing. So I kind of got best of both worlds. I would come to Washington in the summer um, or I would go on my extensive backpacking trips during the off season, or even one time we went and lived in Alaska. So we were, we had this like really wild, uh, vagabond mm-hmm. type lifestyle and money was always kind of the, the thing that, you know, when, when we come, when we were talking about expectations of culture or of this uh, culture, I think it became down, came down to me for security. People were going to kind of judge me or my success kind of depended on the amount of security I had. And so there was a time in the islands, I said, well, I'm saving a lot of money. I could buy a house. I am not stressed. Mm -hmm. I am healthy and happy, like I think I could just stay here and do this. Mm. Like, what more is there? Mm. Yeah. And I I sat with that for a while. Like, yeah. maybe I'm just going to be a bartender forever. In the island. And that's going to be <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. And, like, how do I actually feel about that? And I was okay with it mm-hmm. for a while. Okay. And all of this, the traveling in the summers and coming back, was all you were doing this with your partner at the time. Yeah. You could go together to like Alaska or... Okay. Yeah, we did. So this is... Yeah, not, that- not always with some uh, obstacles and strife. I think like being on the move like that and adjusting with someone takes something because when you have these drastic changes, you have to reevaluate and you're ever changing as right. all these experiences are happening. And so sometimes we'd grow together and sometimes like values and things would be shifting. Yeah. So um, challenging, like yeah. a beautiful challenge, but it's, it is challenging. And this is Not, in your late 20s, right? Yeah, my yeah. late 20s. Yeah, okay. That's a, obviously, like after college, we do, I feel that we do, I mean, we're always growing, hopefully, right? But there's a lot of growth that happens like after college to like 30-ish, and you're in that range mm-hmm. doing all that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And just during that time of my life, I just wanted it to be, like so external I wanted it to be so much part of like the bigger world Mm -hmm. because when I left San Diego to go to Turkey for the first time and I remember I came back a year later and everything was the same yeah for the most part Mm -hmm. and so I'm thinking you can always come back to these things like they're available for you like don't be afraid to go see what else is out there like there is a security blanket of home Mm -hmm. always there Mm -hmm. And that's amazing because a lot of people don't. I mean, I haven't, I studied abroad in London and that was my one, you know, it was like three months and I went out, flew over there alone, had friends that I met with, of course, and it was 
probably one of the highlights of my life, honestly. Um, amazing to travel around every weekend and be independent and just, you know, it was amazing. But uh, not everyone gets the chance to do what you did and doesn't, you will have the balls to do that. And so I think that is a really cool that you were able, because, you know, it's a hard for us to break out of, um, like you said, like the security blanket of home. Mm-hmm. Or if you do move, a lot of people move within the country, right? The United States, if you're from here or wherever you're listening from, and if you stay within your country, it's still, there's a security blanket, familiar language, currency. You know what I mean? You might oh, know yes. somebody, but going to different countries, that's like a whole nother. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, I applaud you for doing that, exploring, listening to yourself. But I, I do want to ask you, like, for people that are listening that might be struggling with, you know, the typical, like, I just graduated college um, or, you know, I'm coming out of another job and I'm just going to go to another job or I'm need to get a job after college, just that typical, like how we've been raised mm-hmm. um, that are thinking like maybe they want more. They want to explore the world. They want to do something. They want to bartend for a while. Like there's nothing wrong with any of that. And I love that you tried those things, but did you get pressure or questioning from friends and family during these four years in, in the islands? Like, like, is this all you're going to do? Are you going to ever come home or like, yeah. what are you doing with your life? Did you get yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Um, not from my parents. I mean, my dad, my, not from my parents. I just remember this moment with my dad. Uh, he's a developer and he gets up, you know, five o'clock every day. He's like one of the most hardworking people I've ever met. And I just remember him coming to the islands. He'd have me make him a Bloody Mary every morning. And he's just like, you got it figured out. He he got it. Like, shit (laughs) this is legit this is good you know I'm proud of you yeah I'm proud of you like how can I say this is not amazing you know okay um and then he would also be poking at me too like you know there's things happening in Seattle interior design wise Mm -hmm. you know when do you want to come back uh there was one moment with a I'll say a mentor of mine he was a softball coach um back in the day and I don't even think he would know that this kind of like struck me like it did. We were on the way. It was a double date, my dad and I, and then him and his wife to the Sticks concert. And he's asking about my life in the Virgin Islands. And he says, you know, when are you going to stop being a feather? Like, when are you going to settle down? And I just felt this like judgment Mm -hmm. of what are you doing with your life? Yeah. You know, where are you headed? Like, you realize this really isn't adding up to anything? Mm. And with that, you know, I had to sit with myself and go, okay, like, what? He doesn't know that. What, what am I? What am I going towards right now? And there was just this idea for me that I needed to know what was important to me before I got on any sort of conveyor belt, before I came back to the States and was told like what type of direction I needed to be going in and um yeah I think with that with that moment was just really getting in touch with like I'm okay because I'm happy and because I'm doing what I want to do what's motivating me what is exciting to me um what feels like living yeah that's what I keep feeling like when you're telling the stories like you had the chance to really be in the moment, like being outside, doing the things that you love, like really living, meeting people at the bar. So sure, it wasn't the conventional thing that people typically do where you make 
money and you're going to an office and you might be building your resume and advancing in the corporate world, great. Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Everyone has different paths, but you really did have a chance to just kind of be free and live. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's a lot of growth that comes with that because you do, you question like, is this going to be sustainable? Am I happy? Yes, I am for now, but is there something more? And I know we'll get kind of get into that, but I think, wow, like what an opportunity to grow and really just live before you might choose to come back somewhere and kind of land the feather, if you will, Yeah, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't have the opportunity to do that. So that's really inspiring. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think with, uh, you know, retirement too, people, people save for these golden years. Mm-hmm. And I just remember always thinking, what if I never, A, get there and you know, I'm not going to be able to do the type of hikes and the type of exploration. And it can be a lot more sheltered. I can't imagine like just being on a cruise ship versus, you know, the hitchhiking that I'm doing, you know, (laughs) it's, uh, those are just two different types of experiences. So I just never wanted to wait. I've just been really driven, um, since coming home. I know we're going to get into that, but how to incorporate and kind of have it all. How do you have security? How do you have um, a career in this in this country and still go on the trips and have the freedom that I want? Yeah. And isn't that what we're all kind of trying to figure out? How can you live in the moment? How can you support your, your hobby and your, your life that you want, but also, you know, feel fulfilled? I feel like there's a, that's a lot. And I think we're all trying to figure that constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when I think of you, that's what I think about is, you know, you are able to like find things within your, your goals and your, and your growth, but then also like have that freedom and travel and, and be fulfilled and be in the moment. And I talk about that a lot on this podcast, being in the moment is all we ever really have. That's all that's ever really guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And I love that you talk about that with the retirement. Like, yes, it's good to have goals. Like, don't get me wrong. It's good to plan for the future. Some people, that's what they want. They want to stop working at 60 or 55, travel around with whoever, you know what I mean? And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But also, don't forget about now because this is truly all that we have. Mm -hmm. So um, I think there's so much beauty in that. Um, Okay, so you're living the life in the islands. You're in this relationship. Four years, what, what changes, what shifts that lifestyle of yours? Uh. We, okay, so I, I kind of decided, you know, I had that conversation with myself of, can I be a bartender forever? And the answer was, yeah, probably. Yeah. And then there was this other part of me that said, you know, I'm kind of curious about this interior design stuff. Like, I loved it. That's what I went to school for. I did do a few small things um, in St. Thomas, but... You know, I, I, it just felt like it needed to be explored. Yeah. That in combination with uh, my sister having children, so I was becoming an aunt, and my brother was having children, so I was becoming an aunt. And my partner at the time, his mom has Alzheimer's, and time was, you know, important. It was time to come home and be with family. Mm-hmm. And... So, so you came back. Yeah, so that. we came back because you of were, that. You, you were together and you came back and you were here and then you didn't have a job, right? 
Uh, no, I did not have a job. And I, like I said, I did not want to go work in a lighting store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was uh, bartending and there was an opportunity for me to put in a concept for a living wall in downtown Seattle. And so that was like my first, I was doing freelance essentially. Um, and I got it. And that was like kind of my first big project. And so I'm putting my portfolio together and I was going to go start looking for jobs. And I ended up finding a job at a staging company. And the motivation behind that, you know, similarly to personal growth, it's all about your tools in your toolbox, right? And with design, with any job I've ever had, it's always been important to me that I work for someone that I admire, that I like. And because you spend so much time at a job, it's such a huge part of your life that I never, never would waver on that. And so the toolbox I was looking for at the time, I guess I did a few things before working for the design company, but mostly, mostly freelance stuff. Um, I had the living wall. I had a, you know, sales center. I did a few like decorating jobs for um, apartments and whatnot. And what I was looking for was the opportunity to see lots of spaces at one time. And so set design, a mentor of mine had recommended set design. And I found out about residential staging, which is something that I hadn't heard of mm -hmm. before. And yeah, I ended up getting a job at RD Interiors and had the best time there just helping grow the business, adding new procedures. You know, we were staging five, 5,000 square foot houses a day wow. or a week, sorry. Um, just so much, so many cool items to work with and seeing all the beautiful homes in Seattle. And so that was, that was kind of my, my re-intro into interior design. I, when I came here, not being attached to the results, I told myself that I'm going to let the time in Seattle just be like almost like a grad school. I'm basically going to try and teach myself a grad school scenario here. Yeah. And with that is just freelancing, lots of different jobs. Like, you know, oh, I'm curious about new construction. So let me do sales centers. Oh, I want to do decorating. Let me go grab a residential client. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about staging. Let me go talk to this person. So yeah, it was really just how, what, what am I curious about learning and what do I want to put in my toolbox? What can I pull my way? Yeah. And so that worked for a while. That was like two years of that. Okay. And that's yeah. when we kind of reconnected. I remember you were back in, in Seattle area and I remember you were working for the staging company. You met some cool friends there. I mm -hmm. met them. And you were kind of just like here, you were still in the relationship, but there mm -hmm. were some ups and downs. I remember that's when that started to happen. Yeah. So we should kind of bring that into the story because it yeah. does, um, like I said, the attachment factor. Yeah. Uh, and that's also when I started my counseling. That was, that was the first time I started uh, being curious about what's going on in my inner world. And the reason for that was 
my partner at the time and I were having, you know, a very wild life, lots of fun. And if we talked about commitment, we talked about marriage, I would freak out. I wanted to run. I used to be a really big runner. Yeah. <laughs> really big runner. That's actually where some of my most epic trips came from was yeah. a relationship wouldn't work out. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a typical, right? The typical, typical stereotype of like wanderlust. Like it's like, oh yeah, it's all fun. But like, what are you running from? Why are yeah. you always running away? Right? Yeah. I yeah. was definitely running away. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was, like I said, I'm a curious person. I became curious of like, how come I love someone but I'm terrified at the idea of, like, being committed to yeah. them. And you guys have been together for at least, what, four years at yeah, this point? Yeah, four years at okay. that point. Yeah. And so, yes, that was my first intro into counseling. And I wasn't taught when I was younger how what, what your feelings actually are. And so I used to, um, when something would happen, I would run away, not realizing, like, oh, that scared me. I need this from you. Mm-hmm. I had no, I didn't have those basic, tools. basic tools, yeah. mm-hmm. basic tools. So what do you get? You get a very erratic girlfriend, <laughs> very yeah. hot and cold, yeah. very hot and cold. Um, and so I dove into that and it was awesome. And it started my journey of, I'm never going to stop looking at what is stopping me and mm. what's holding me back. You know, I, that that is forever going to be a part of my life is inner work. And what was going on between us was growing apart from that. Um, like I said, when you have these big, when we have these changes and we're both trying to he has a very wanderlust heart as well. Um, he was a boat captain, and he's doing that. He's had so many different he was types living of living on a boat, living on yeah. a boat, all different types of things, and it's hard to navigate these these together, unified, especially when you don't have the tools to share what you're actually feeling. Or for him, it was like the tools to even recognize that he had other feelings sure. besides happy and fun. Right. And that just didn't work for me. Like, yeah. I really needed someone who was emotionally available, that was curious to grow. And I think the attachment came in was I, there was a big part of me that wanted it to happen with him in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So and that was like an expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you were like attached to that. I think that's what kept you in it, right? For so long, too. Like, We've been together for so long. I want it to happen a certain way. I'm just keep holding on. We're going to keep working at it. But it just wasn't doing that. Yeah, it was attached to like, it's going to work out. One of my rackets that I have with myself is I'm trying so hard. I, I, I didn't do anything wrong. And so to keep the relationship alive, I did a lot of like, well, if I just do this, or if I didn't do that, or if we just do this together, that's like full attachment. I like nowadays I'm like, did I even love him? Like what is that relationship? Because what I wanted was like an idea versus like what was actually in front of me and what we were actually living 
on a deeper level. Like, definitely, we had a lot of fun. We had great sexual chemistry. Like, there was stuff there, but... You obviously cared for one another, and there was love, but it just... You were a different person then than now, and there's a lot of growth, but, yeah. I mean, I've been through things like that. So many people have been through things like that. It's part of your growth, right? It's part of your life. Yeah. Beauty in that, but yeah. you were starting to recognize now that you were doing, you were here, you're doing some therapy, you were really looking in, and you were finding out, like, whoa, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. And it was really forgiveness, too. So when we had come back, I was doing all the freelance stuff and seemingly having success and making momentum with interior design, whereas he was kind of getting depressed by the weather and missing his life in the Virgin Islands. And he comes home one day and he says, I'm moving back and I found a job and I'm going. Like communication. Hello. (laughs) Like obviously you've been having some feelings about this. Why are you sharing them? Um, So So that that shook you. Oh, that was a big like, whoa. Yeah. 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 It really was. And he was there for six months only until the hurricanes mm-hmm. came and mm-hmm. sent him back. And when he came back, he was like, you know, we wanna, I want to be with you. And, like, we need to be doing this. I miss you. I love you. And um, ended up buying a boat. And <laughs> Couldn't get away from the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, you want to build a life? And now you're buying a boat. Buying a boat. And you're going to live on the boat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And nothing uh, wrong with that, but like didn't go in line with necessarily like you guys didn't even talk about. Yeah, we didn't really talk yeah. about it. And I'm yeah. just like still looking for I'm like yearning for this connection, Lauren, sure. like so attached to like, you if I it. just do yeah. this or we do this, then I'll finally feel the way I want to feel in relationship yeah. rather than just going like he is who he is. Yeah. He has beautiful qual- qualities. Mm-hmm. He's like so fun so adventurous, so positive, yeah. like he's good with his hands. He loves building things like there's talent. Th- he's yeah. talent, right? Yeah. But when it comes to partnership, like dying and relying on someone, that's wasn't not, for, wasn't working for you. that's not yeah. for me. And it was a coaching call. So this time I was doing one-on-one coaching and <clears throat> You know, she would, she would just have me listen. I meditation is like a was a big thing that her and I did together, and it was just saying if I can accept him as he is, as we are right now, and see how that unfolds. Like I was carrying a lot of our past mm-hmm. because I was scared. You know, you're scared of it reoccurring. But if I just let that go and I show up in the relationship open and loving and just in it without without all the fears and like anger, like then let's see what reveals itself. And what revealed itself so beautifully was like, Yeah. <laughs> but it took some work to figure yeah. that out. I mean, there were multiple breakups, and I oh, remember yeah. you telling me, oh, we're back together, and now we're not. I'm like, what? What's going on? 
But you were really working through that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had to turn it away from trying to fix him mm-hmm. and turn it into me. Yep. How do I quiet down and just listen to like... Gosh, if, if we could all just realize that though, like I said, like, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, like my past relationships and I'm sure people listening, like you can't fix somebody. You can be there to support and love and work together, but it's up to them on that. You know, there's a certain time and place and like effort of like then like they have to do their work though and yeah. so wow but that could take years yeah to figure out and it did and you guys had been together for years so again there was like that attachment and that history and you wanted to make it work it's so hard to let that go yeah um and you feel like a sense of failure like i know i felt that with relationships too that i kind of kept going on for too long but then when you it's truly already inside when you really look within you you already kind of knew mm-hmm. i think at least i'm mm-hmm. not trying to put words into your mouth but do you agree like it was kind of accepting of it it was just really... accepting it totally yeah. you always kind of know it yeah. doesn't have to just be in a relationship but you kind of know but you have to work through it letting it go or accepting it you have to do the inner work yeah 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 and the attachment is you know, it kind of breaks my heart thinking about it now because you don't get to love and honor someone for who they are. And just this idea that I didn't appreciate him just for who he is. I, mm-hmm. It was always like, yeah, I appreciate who he is and he's not this. Right. And it's like to just carry that and project that and have that for a long time is really a lot of weight and it's yeah it's it was, not really fair to them oh, i know that's what breaks my heart about it yeah. but i mean he also you know he or some you know it takes two so they could also you could say that to them too so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to break your heart but i mean mm-hmm. yeah it is really interesting when you kind of have those realizations mm-hmm. wow okay so i remember though then you guys kind of you finally were realizing like this isn't Oh, it was so clear to me. Yeah. Yeah. I did this meditation where I just like gave back all of the energy that I had put towards it and just, and took, and took, sorry, I took back all the energy that I, Mm. that I put towards it. And I said, you know, I'm keeping this for myself for now until someone comes along Mm. that wants it Mm. and, you know, is a match to me and so much forgiveness came with that. That's nice. Yeah. And that's all I think. Yeah, it was that's a really a nice, nice energy exchange. Yeah, and like a way to forgive to like yourself and them and just, it's okay. Because that's all relationships are, right? They're like energy back that's what and everything forth. Is. Everything energy. Is. And mm-hmm. so, if you can bringing do- that back yeah. to yourself, for me at least, was profound. Mm-hmm. Profound because it was like, it's okay. Like, I, yes, I tried these things, and now I have all of that love back. I have all of that, everything I have to give to someone. Like, it's, yeah. it's mine to hold now. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that you didn't want it or that you weren't in a place to accept it yeah. or you don't know how to accept it. And yeah. I love you anyway. Yeah, that's a nice way to kind of forgive yourself and the person and a nice way to leave it, I guess, if you will. Yeah respect what happened and them but then it's time to kind of move forward into a different direction mm-hmm. yeah i love that that's mm-hmm. really cool yeah and i think that's cool because you know a lot of people in relationships there are um a lot of stuff like people don't clear that in or out i always think about clearing stuff out but i like the idea of bringing 
things back to you just so you don't feel like you lost time, you lost effort. Exactly. Um, it was part of your life and it yeah. was beautiful and you guys grew together for a reason and then you grew apart. And, and I remember you really, like I said, we've been through a lot spiritually. I remember you really diving more into like coaching, meditation, hypnotherapy, really that spiritual awakening started happening in you. And I remember kind of, I had been through a relationship not as long, but where I really struggled. And I remember you talking me through things like Lauren, like it shouldn't be this difficult. And I remember saying that to you, but you can never convince someone until they're <laughs> ready. Um, but I think there is things, it doesn't have to just be in a relationship. Things in life, whether you're finding a job and it's every day, oh, I'm going to do that. I've been working here for so long. Like, no, like look within it. It's pretty simple. Are mm -hmm. you happy? Are you fulfilled? How is your energy being spent? It's pretty simple, actually. We have what we need within, just reflection, and it shouldn't be so difficult. Yeah. It doesn't mean there aren't challenges. You don't give up at every side of a challenge. Don't get me wrong. But there's got to be an ebb and a flow. And mm -hmm. if, if it's too much pulling in one direction, mm -hmm. I don't know if it, you got to look, does that serve me well in the long run, right? So I remember us having some really deep talks and challenging you know questioning each other and um i remember you really like blossoming and finally getting in and, and being free of it for once and all you just finally <laughs> you were free mm -hmm. and then things started really happening mm -hmm. in life some some dream stuff started coming in with your career and then eventually into it's another true. relationship it's true it did all start well, you, happening at yeah, one time you were able to release and then other things started to you made room for things mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was, that boss of mine had sponsored the, for the staging company, had sponsored me for Landmark, the Landmark mm -hmm. Forum, a program that you also I took part well. in. Yep. Uh, well, I went all the way through and did the curriculum for living. And I remember at that time going, I can, I want to do something bigger. Like what if I really quiet down and listen I want to design a restaurant. Like, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. I used to work in restaurants. You know, they have so much fun finishes, and I love the way that it functions and just working through all of that. Like, that's what I want to do next. And the biggest takeaway I got from Landmark is action, enrollment, don't, don't be stopped. Like, it's, there's just no reason to not get momentum and make things happen. And so... My boss, bless his heart, he's like, I kind of knew that maybe you would be leaving me. And after I finished the program, I quit my job yeah. and said, you know, I'm just going to go for this. I just really need to get out there, put myself out there and make something happen. And it did within that same weekend, I went to a party and I said, I'm going to tell every single person at this party because it's full of architects and designers and builders, networking, yeah. networking opportunity. Um, hi, I'm Kimberly, and I want to design a restaurant and just see if anyone seems to care. Sure. Yeah. And someone did. Mm. And that ended up leading into my dream project, which is this boutique hotel that is just opening yeah. called The Lodge at St. Edward. St. Edward, yep. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Isn't that amazing how things just happen and like enter your life at certain times? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and sometimes it takes risk or um, not risk, but like takes, I don't know, courage. And 
And like you said, with that, I have my own um, thoughts on the landmark. I'm glad I did it. We've had this discussion. If people don't know a landmark, you, you could explain it maybe a little bit more. It's a... It's a personal and career development program. Yeah, yeah and it's a series. And there's different tiers that you can do certain, right? Yes, uh, the... The, it starts with the forum, which is the self, and then it branches out to your, your family, and then eventually community work where you yeah. do a project. Yeah, so I, I did it, um, and I'm glad I did it. In a way, to me, for at least the part that I did, it's almost kind of like learning how to manifest in a way. Like, And I, I will Because they focus on possibility, possibility, yep. possibility. And it, it is, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's very, like, structured, and it, to me at times it actually felt, I'm just being clear and honest it, it felt negative at times but I will say it also was part of my like realization of like I want something and I'm not going to doubt it and that's what I totally believe in right manifestation like people know the secret um this isn't just like landmarks the only place that yeah. does it but um I was just getting out of a, a relationship and I knew what I wanted I wanted true love but I had always doubted it and it took me standing up and like tearing up in front of strangers mm-hmm. and declaring it. And then a few months later, I met now my husband. So I will say it's something about going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to go through Landmark to do that. But I think for us, there was there was something about like sharing it with a public audience. Mm-hmm. And so not to focus too much on that, but if people d- don't know and we reference Landmark, that's what it is. Um, I've talked to many people. Um, I've read online. There's mixed reviews on it, but... It's still, to me, even though to me there were parts of it I didn't like, it still was a positive experience. I met some really cool people, and um, I think both you and I had some pretty cool things that came out of that. But making that declaration of what you want, not having a doubt, and speaking it outwardly yeah. to the world, which yeah. is what you did, and you ended up landing your dream job. Yeah. So St. Edward's is um, an old, is it an old like... Um, seminary. Seminary, yeah. Catholic seminary. Yeah, it was built in the 1930s. Um, and then it went empty in the 70s. And it's been that way until now. Yeah, and it was uh, in, it's like a state park or something. Yeah, it's sitting yeah. in St. Edward's State Park mm-hmm. near Bastyr University. Mm-hmm. And the developers have turned that into a boutique hotel. So... And you designed the whole, like, all yeah. the rooms, the bars, like, yeah. all the finishes, everything. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool job. So cool and terrifying yeah. all at the That's same huge. time. Yeah. You know, I, I, I thought a restaurant would be ambitious for me. The idea of a hotel was something for when I was 50. Right. Right. That's a big job. Like, that yeah. was not something that I thought would just come into my lap. Yeah. And, um, but once that door was there, when this lady had said, you know, you want to show me a concept? I was like, I am walking through this effing door. Yeah. This is, this is not getting away from me. I was so stuck on it. And that I've done this with many things. Like before I went to Turkey, telling people I'm going to Turkey. Like I'm doing sit, it. I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah, I'm doing it. Um, there is a beauty to declaring something and you truly believe it. Yeah. yeah. Before I was an interior designer, I'm an interior designer. Yeah. It's, uh, I it. you know, I, I had done a few things, but like really owning mm-hmm. that and starting to believe it and make it real for yourself. Totally. There's something about that. I think also sometimes I think people are afraid to tell people things because if you like 
fail and you don't complete it. Oh gosh. You're embarrassed. But so what if you start, we all start things and don't finish things. But the beauty of that also is it's a commitment. Like you speak it. I don't know. There's something more to like, you'll complete it if you, if Mm -hmm. you speak it out and you just believe it more Mm -hmm. when you talk about it like that. But Mm -hmm. the vulnerability of actually speaking it out loud to someone holds you accountable to like continue on with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So that was, uh, we just wrapped up on it. The hotel opened two weeks ago now. Yeah. And before that project, you had joined with your partner, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You have a, yeah, I have a business partner. We had, we let had. Let people know what it's called too. Just Oh yeah, my yeah. company is called Derived Design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a little duo. And, you know, I, he's also a, a landmark grad and also listens to Esther Hicks. So we have a really awesome relationship yeah. when it comes to making declarations together and talking about the balance of life and work and you know how we want that to be structured because we get to create it and it's fun working with someone who wants to create Mm -hmm. the life that they want as well and he was actually best he is best friends with my old boss and we went shopping in las vegas one time and we're like we should work together like we're loving the stuff that we're shopping for like we're vibing and you know, when I quit this job, we'll work together and I'll find us a restaurant. And that's exactly See, what uh, I did. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And um, so in some ways, him and I have had, you know, such a personal relationship mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, you have to talk about finances. You have to talk about what your your uh, you have to talk about everything when you're a business partner yeah. with someone. And so we've had a lot of growth you know, and personal and professional growth, personal yeah. and professional growth together. And he hadn't done a project of this scale either. It was our first time breaking into the hospitality mm-hmm. game. And so as much as like we believed that we could do this and we knew what we were capable of, it was, you know, when you never actually broke those barriers mm-hmm. before, there was this reoccurring conversation little person little person of doubt that would come on my ego. shoulder ego. and <laughs> go you know can you do this does this is this even going to look any good right. you're an imposter everyone knows that you haven't done this before mm-hmm. that carpet you did can't believe you picked that color that's going to look terrible uh, and just like feeling like i'm swimming in the deepest waters mm-hmm. you know like i'm in the big leagues and I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just, just, just keep, just keep swimming. Away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Flick the ego away. And yeah. yeah and it's it like, yourself. but you're doing it. So it's like, yeah. as much as that is going on, it's like, yeah. And I'm doing it. Yeah. And I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. And you did. And it's like, open right yeah it's open and i have yet to come see it i'm so excited to come see it um and i'm so proud of you thank you but wow yeah. what an amazing job that you landed and just you worked your butt off but you also declared it and that's what i talk about like in my manifestation podcast just of like you still have to do the hard work but it starts with that fire inside that belief that you can do it and that you will have it and that you do actually already have it so mm-hmm. saying like, i'm getting a restaurant i've got a restaurant and you did yeah. And things fell in place just right together. You mm-hmm. found a partner and it looks amazing. 
I just, I don't know. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wow. I'm looking forward to what's next. You know, that's something I'm always on to. It's like looking inside and like, what would get me jazzed? Mm. You know, what, what would be more? So I'm looking for more hotels all over the world. Put it out there. I've been saying DDWD, Derived Design World Domination. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What's next? I put that (laughs) in um, a few months ago. A little quick video. I left site. I left the site, and I was all jazzed because it was coming together, all the finishes and whatnot. And I'm like, DDWD. <laughs> and um, it feels like it's happening. Yeah. I just got an email um, from Premier International Interior Design Hospitality Magazine. So the project's going to be featured. Super cool. In an international hospitality yes. magazine. It is like, <laughs> that is DDWD uh, right is, there. See? I am, I'm pumped. Uh, that's yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. So lots to look forward to. Yeah. And then just quickly before we kind of start to wrap up, but um, you also had a huge major growth in your relationship world. Yeah. So that, you know, your relationship ended, you were really focusing on yourself and work. And then I remember like COVID hit, which, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people, you know, say that could hinder your dating life, but it didn't stop you. (laughs) No, it didn't stop me. Is it, which app were you on? (laughs) Bumble. Yeah, me too. That's how I met my husband. No shame in Bumble, (laughs) bringing people together. Yeah, so that was right after the meditation where I took all my energy back. I went to Guatemala and Belize and did this backpacking trip and just like really kind of sat with like, I am ready for a relationship. Yeah. And like, that was the I'm, fall of 2019. Yeah, that yeah. was right before COVID. Yep. Like yeah. I am really, when I come back, I am going to date. I'm going to make myself available. Like I'm doing this. Yeah. I don't want to have a, you know, flourishing career and be alone. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's kind of my, was my fear. And, um, So I did this meditation every night and it was, you close your eyes and you envision what the person, you know, how they, how they speak to you, how their love feels, how they receive your love, how they look at you. And I'd go to bed every night, just like dreaming of what that feeling is and that desire. And then you meet someone and those feelings are recognizable you're like whoa I've been here before yeah. I've been practicing this for th- months you yeah. know all parts of my life but really really honing in to like my desire of partnership and yeah I think it moved pretty fast after that it did yeah I remember when you met him and I told you were you are still having a little some fears and hesitations and I just like had this <laughs> feeling I was like give it a chance you sound like a keeper he was great I guess there was this part of me and he knows this that I was like man I thought I would you know be able to date, date a little bit a more and but it's almost like everything was like <laughs> COVID hit so like dating slowed down a little bit and it just really kept you like with him and you did you gave it that chance and he's a great guy and I'm so happy for you and just the ease that you guys have which like I said before like you just have to have an ease there's got to be some I'm not saying it doesn't take work but there's got to just be an amount of just like it just it is Mm -hmm. is you know Mm -hmm. yeah wow well you've sure been through a lot in the last decade (laughs) in many facets of your life and 
I don't know. It's very inspirational. I hope that people enjoyed your story because it is unique. A lot of people don't get the chance to travel around as much as you did and, you know, quit their jobs and, you know, basically like work from the ground up and feel that they love and relation while you're like trying to figure out your relationship life and your self growth. And I don't know, I'm just like so happy to see all the growth that you've gone through. And I know there's a lot more to come. I know you won't just stop here. You've got <laughs> a lot more to, to do in your life, but um, thank you for sharing your story because yeah. I know it's vulnerable, but I, I find it very inspiring and Thanks, Lauren. yeah, I'm really proud of you and excited to see what's going to come for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like last closing words that you'd like to share just for people that might be going through some of the things that you're going through that are doubting or just having a hard time with what's next in my life? Yeah. Um, I mean, meditation is, is a huge thing. I know you talk about this a lot on your podcast, but just, yeah, taking that, that time to yourself to really um, listen and just be still. And I think I do so many different types of vision boarding and journaling, and I'm constantly um, reevaluating mm-hmm. and being curious about like what I want. And so I think practicing that mm-hmm. is, is great. And, uh, and it's okay if it changes too. Oh like yeah. Yeah, yeah. It changes all the yeah. time and don't wait. You know, I hope if people, I've, I've had people say this to me a lot, like, Oh, I wish I could be like that. I'm so envious. And it's, I know everyone has their circumstances and maybe reasons that they can't sure. pick up and go for two months, but how do you incorporate whatever it is that you're desiring in your own way? Like if it is travel, like what would, what would be the edge for you? What would be something that would, that would challenge, right. challenge you and give you growth and just really being honest and curious about yeah. what that soul is, um, totally. is desiring? Um, where can people find you, your work and yeah. yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram. Yep. So my Instagram is at design MS may. And then our company website is derived design, derive dot design. Okay. No.com. <laughs> okay. I always have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, very cool. Well, thank you again yeah. so much. It was so fun Gladly. to share your journey. And, uh, if anyone is, um, in a place where they're just not quite sure. I hope this was motivation uh, for you to to really look inward and uh, do the work uh, that it takes to follow your dreams. And uh, there's no there's no limits. Uh, you are worth so much and deserve so much. You must first realize what you deserve, and you deserve a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, often I think we talk ourselves down and limit ourselves, but it no matter what other people are saying what do you want listen mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. um, so thank you for listening uh, as always you can find me on my website lauren.live my instagram at real lauren live and i hope you enjoyed today's show our first in person yeah so, so amazing <laughs> to finally be back things are coming back to normal if you will yes they are um, but it's amazing to physically be here with you And uh, thanks again, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day.